You know what I just realized? What's that? You and I are like two peas in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yep, getting near the end of the year. The old tank's pretty empty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So you know what? We're going to be chatting today about those moments where your faith in humanity is restored. Also, Jay and I share uh, our interview experiences with a very cool drummer. And heads up, this podcast could save a life. Oh, It's all coming up. Thanks for listening. It's how Montreal wakes up. Good morning. This is the Mornings Rock Podcast with Jay Sharon and Chantal. Show 97.7. Downey and Rock. Gordon Bob. I like that better. Gordon Bob. Gordon Bob. There's a couple of Canadian dudes for you. Lester Parfait from Gordowney and Bob Rock. And ACDC. Who made who? Who made you? Who that made song's got a lot of who's in it. I thought who are you had a lot of who's in it. <laughs> That song's got more who's than Whoville in it. Hey, it's Jane Sharon. Morning. Hello. Hello. Sharon had a faith in humanity restored moment. It's an emotional weekend. Over the weekend. <laughs> and you know what? We could all use those. Yeah. Because they're few and far between, unfortunately. It was a nice moment after a not nice moment, which was that I was out with one of our dogs. Me and Chester were out. We're close to home. Like literally three houses away from being home on our relatively quiet street. And it was dark. And yes, I didn't have my flashing red light, which I would normally wear. And I obviously regret that. However, uh, when a car is coming down a residential street, A, shouldn't be going fast. B, Mm -hmm. should be paying attention. Yep. And was veering toward us. Not super fast. There's the trifecta of death right there. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm staring this car down. It's going to happen. So I I scoop Chesty up onto the side. So we're kind of standing on the curb in the grass. And the car is like coming toward and they see us last minute and swerve and go to the stop sign. So I'm like kind of rolling my eyes, but standing and giving them the what for, because I'm also very close to the stop sign now. And I figure they can see me with my my shrug, like what the bleep are you doing? The WTF arms. Exactly. the WTF arms. I'm shaking these at you. Like what? What are you doing? Trying to kill me? Anyways, uh, they U-turn and come back down. I'm like, all right, we're going to have a chat. And then the woman puts her window down and says, I'm so sorry that that just happened. I'm having a problem. I just had my car fixed for this and now it's doing that. And she said, and it was pulling. And then I said, and it sounded a bit sketch, but the fact that she stopped and apologized profusely, like apologized once, explained herself a little bit. And I just sort of took it all in, you know, like, thank you. Sometimes people have a tendency of like, oh, it's okay. Right. But it's not okay. So I wasn't giving that. But just nodding and and receiving the uh, the apology, and she just was like, you know what, I'm I'm, I'm really I'm very sorry that that happened. And then she said, That's nice. my dog was cute, so that helped also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's in those moments too that we all become a little bit more human. Because I think it's unfortunate that sometimes when we're in our vehicles or we're just walking, that that communication that would happen that would be a face to face conversation tends to get lost. It's like there's this invisible barrier through that windshield where you feel as if. I don't know what it is about people that just it just changes you as a human being. Well, it's okay to be wrong, too. Like, yeah. it's okay to make a mistake and then just deal with it and apologize for it if it's offended someone or if it's affected someone. You can just be like a grown-up about it, right? It's like they say, if you ever want the last word in an argument, all you have to do is say the following. You're absolutely right, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Because <laughs> what do you... Well, what do you... I, 
okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> even if you go back, well, I because I said this and you said, yeah, and I'm sorry about that. And I apologize profusely. Yeah. Ugh. You can either take it or you can't. So yeah. what is your faith in humanity restored moment? Did it happen recently? Share that with us. Arcade Fire was in town Saturday night, and I almost didn't get to see the band at all because somehow I managed to screw up my own email, and I lost my ticket. <laughs> so I got to the show, and I called Sharon. I'm like, hey, you here yet? She's like, almost. I'm like, I can't find my ticket. And I remember you were like, that's not good. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. So shout out to Manuel, who works in the box office at the Bell Center, I went in. Thankfully, I had my show jacket on. I'm like, "Hey, buddy, we're doing a we're doing a loge tonight with some contest winners." And I don't know how it happened, but I lost my I lost my ticket. So he's like, "What's the what was the number of the loge? What's your name? What's your email? What's your phone number?" I just thought I was going to get like the like next. You got to fill out a form, <laughs> yeah. And and then the the last thing was, "What's your phone number?" And then I went boop. And I looked at my phone. He'd reset my ticket. Wow. And I'm like, "What is your name?" He's That's like, "Manuel." Nice. I'm like, "I will never forget you." You saved my life tonight because I apparently, as an adult human, cannot hold on to a concert ticket. <laughs> you had one thing, Jay. So we wanted to know, what are your faith in humanity moments? Sharon had one on the weekend where she was almost struck by a vehicle. Vehicle turned around, came back and was like, dude, I am so sorry. Yeah, it was a felt Canadian and and positive and my faith was restored in that moment because I was great. ready to have like a, a battle of words. Yeah. But because some people do that too, they'll double back and, and give you like, what are you raising your arms and me for? Yeah. Like, anyway, so it, was, it turned out really well and it was a nice, nice moment. It's okay to do the right thing. Hey, you guys, I love this from 11977. Thank you. Um, here's my faith in humanity. If I ever cry, my dog will collect dirty socks and bring them to me. Aww. They're his favorite thing in the world, and they make him happy, so he knows they'll make me happy, too. He's a good boy. Isn't that nice? <laughs> Dogs nice. are so thoughtful. They are, and they really <laughs> they really sense your emotions as well. Hey, guys, I wanted to pass this along. A friend of mine knew someone who was a palace guard in the UK, Ooh. and he said that they had to stand at attention whenever a royal passed, and the queen mom used to come by, and my friend would duly stand at attention, and the queen mother used to say hello and pop a little candy into his pocket, <laughs> knowing that he wasn't allowed to say thank you or anything. Then as the queen mom would go around the corner and out of sight, he'd relax, and she'd pop back out. <laughs> Meaning he had to snap back to attention again. She'd giggle and disappear again. <laughs> My friend said she was always very pleasant to everybody that worked there. I think nice that's moment. how I would be if I were a royal relative. Yeah. Sort of just mess with them a little bit, just have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And I like that's such a childlike quality. Yeah. It's how Montreal wakes up. Good morning. This is the Mornings Rock Podcast with Jay Sharon and Chantal. Shome 97.7. So I'm interviewing Green Day and we're in this hotel room for this video show that I did on my TV. It was mm -hmm. called Chart Attack. And what I'll always remember about that day is the three dudes sat down, Mike, Trey Cole and Billy Joe. Mm -hmm. And Trey Cole is the last guy to come into the room. And he comes into the room with the biggest joint I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and he's smoking it as he sits down. And just as we're about to roll, he goes, <sighs> and he hands it to somebody. We do the interview. And I'm like, that's great, guys. Thank you so much. Stop, stop camera. Guy comes back into frame, hands him the joint, lit again. And he, got, he starts smoking it again. He's like, that was fun, man, later. And he walked out of the oh, room. Rock star. And it was for that album. 
from That's Green Day. That's funny. On I have a, a Trey Cool story, too. Trey Cool. Please cool. do tell. We had Edge Fest in Montreal. It was 97 or 98. And uh, I had them at the Shome tent. So I was chat- chatting with, it was actually just him. He came up, had his headphones on, chatting, chatting, chatting. He seemed like he had the attention span of... A hyperactive toddler? A hyperactive 12-year-old. Oh, okay. Uh, undiagnosed. Right. And just just he was wired um interview done it was it was as good as you would expect that to be and he stood up and said that i'm like thanks a lot he said yeah thanks and he got up and he walked <laughs> headphones still on and he walked <laughs> headphones come flying off he just kept walking <laughs> so he was like leaving the situation and i'm like okay well you know head oh punk. they come flying off i'm like okay thank you so the headphones <laughs> were attached just, to his head still you just made me choke Sorry, <laughs> I'll keep talking. The headphones that were attached in the Shome tent. Yes, and they were okay. still on, they're on his head. I thought you meant he walked up with with Walkman headphones oh, no, no, no. on. He put no, ours he on. No, he put on your headphones so that he could hear and then walked away. Yeah, exactly. That is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, it I was, love it. In fact, Trey Cool. It was indeed <laughs> Trey Cool. You know what else is Trey Cool? What? This. How's that going to sound at the Big O? It's new Metallica, by the way. Okay. I want to play the whole thing. I can't play the whole thing. There's a whole thing we got to talk about. Lux Eterna is is the new single from Metallica. So what we'd like to do in the meantime, call us or text us right now. Let us know. What is your favorite Metallica in Montreal memory? I know I want to hear Sharon's because Metallica's on my bucket list. I've never seen them before. Oh, it's going to be so So you so got to tell me yours. Yep. How many times have you seen Metallica in Montreal? I've seen them one time. Because they're Montreal. on my bucket list. I've never seen them. So your mind is going to be blown. Regale me. I mean, I've watched a ton of shows. I've watched probably, as, you know, all the documentaries yeah, and, the and documentary all that stuff. Super cool. Yeah. And, and so obviously I'm well versed in them live, but for that, like, assault live in my face is what I'm looking forward to in August. They did the Bell Center and they were in the round. And uh, I had a ticket on the floor, went with a couple of guys from work and walking down into the GA area. Which I wasn't super into being in the crowd of like, I don't like that claustrophobic Little feeling. aggro maybe. Little much. So I was happy to find space over there and watch the whole show unfold, which was amazing. But coming down the stairs and almost seeming like I was face to face with James, like, huh? And the security guard is like, okay, keep it moving. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So we walked over there. Excellent show. They weren't selling any alcohol that night. Which I think was a good idea because the people were restless enough. Um, but the way the show ended then, I don't remember what year it was, but um, it ended with one. And the whole setting of one from Johnny Get Your Gun, and the whole video that goes along with that, that war uh, overtone, had the the strobe lights going, right? Yeah. And, and recreating like a war scene. It really legit felt like the Bell Center was in a war zone. And the the sounding of guns happening and the strobe lights going, yeah. I thought we're all going to have a seizure. But also the lighting rigs seemed like they were falling, part right. of the effect of it. So it was super on point. But like it was so artistic and rock and roll at the same time, it was incredible. Yeah. So I imagine that if you amplify that, you know, by the thousands and thousands of people, the experience is going to be amazing. I wasn't at that big O show that they did quite famously thirty years ago, right? Um, and I imagine they, you know, are happy to have 30 years have passed since that experience for them. So a lot of people referencing that show at 11977, but I'll just read this text. 
went to the Insanitarium tour, my first outdoor show. It was pretty awesome. Even though I took a hot sauce drink challenge where I basically drank three <laughs> shots, which were essentially double shots of Frank's Red Hot. Oh, wow. Spent a good 20 minutes in one of those outdoor cubicle toilets. Even my burning butt couldn't take away from my enjoyment of seeing Metallica live. <laughs> that is from William. And I think that sums up just about everybody else's text as well. Those are like great famous last words. Yeah. Even his burning butt. At a dash of Montreal, a handful of rock. And some impromptu laughs. (laughs) And you get Mornings Rock with Jay Sharon and Chantal. Shom 97.7. Me and I saw over the weekend. Are nice mattresses only for hookers and people with back problems? Asking for a friend. (laughs) But it begs the question. it's, It's really true. Like when you talk about nice mattresses, have you treated yourself to that thing? Because it is somewhere that you spend a full third of your life. Is that truly one of the last remaining big purchases might be a loaded question have you treated yourself to a nice mattress if they are you know only for hookers and people with back problems you don't have back problems how do you know about this nice mattress dear (laughs) (laughs) i've actually um we traded we gave when i when we when we left to move to montreal we gave because the place i moved into was a furnished place so we gave my mattress to my kid. Wow. Who's now moving to Montreal. With the mattress? With the mattress. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, oh, the worm has turned. <laughs> but I do remember when we bought it, it was like the equivalent of Dormez-vous. And um, it was it was expensive. It was like... A few... Sleep Country, Canada? Why yeah. buy a mattress anywhere else? Yeah. 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 It was like three or $4,000. Whoa. It was really expensive, and it was really high, and it was the best sleep I've ever had in my life. And you gave that away. I did. You gifted it to so your much child. I love my son. And here's the best part. Um, not only did I give it away and then lose it, is so I got to my new place. My wife hated the bed, and then immediately, like the princess in the pea, started buying mattress toppers. Now I've got like 35 mattress <laughs> toppers on a mattress that came with the place. You get a ladder with that bed? Jeez. <laughs> like, seriously. What are you doing? Are you going to send these ones back? No, no, no. They'll go on top of each other. There's like four mattress toppers. Princess in the pea. But we're curious. <laughs> how much should you spend on a mattress? Like, is it one of those things that you, you don't mind spending money on? Because I think for guys, especially young dudes, they'll sleep on futons. They'll sleep on a mattress on the floor. But and then I find like once you get married, that becomes like your adult purchase. Yeah, I agree is your is you. your mattress. Yeah. So like when 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 you and Deb got together, did one person have a mattress, or did you buy a brand new one, or Bought did a brand you wait? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The only mistake, nice the only yeah, we were very happy, very comfortable. The only mistake we made was that the box spring. We didn't know that we had a choice between that's the big size and a smaller one. So our big mattress is on a big box spring and you have to take a running jump to get on the bed. So I kind of feel like I'm six years old every time I go to bed because you have to climb up. You guys have that rig that they have at Home Depot that they used to stock the shelves. It's always blocking the aisle. You guys, meet, 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 Exactly. Pull it up to the bed and you're like, I'm on. Deb, and you're like, I'm almost there, Deb. She's like, did you bring the snacks? You're like, son of a bitch. 
<laughs> Back to the kitchen. The funny thing is that I'm not sure we're due for a new bed totally, but uh-huh. I'm not sure what the adjustment's going to be like if we make that choice to a smaller box spring because right now, I mean, it's fun to get up, but getting out of the bed, it's like you're up and you're walking. There's no need to, you know, swing your legs over right. and push yourself up like old people have to. This is just like legs over and we're walking. <laughs> We're, and we're the walking, day. and we're walking. <laughs> we're not falling. Here we go. So again, the meme, our nice mattress is only for hookers and people with back problems. <laughs> if you fall in the middle of, of those two designations, text or call. Let us know. We're, we're legitimately curious to know what the median price is that people pay for, for mattresses these days. Let us know if you've spent like what you think is way too much or you didn't spend nearly enough. We don't necessarily need to know how... How you rank in the middle of back problems and hooker status? Oh, I want to know. But if you're, you know, if you want to share, I want to know. I want definitely want to (laughs) know. But it turns out that spending three or four thousand dollars, not 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 all that crazy. Etienne, we paid three and a half thousand bucks for a new mattress. No regrets whatsoever. I had no idea I could sleep so good. Wow. Right. I guess you have to, right? Yeah. Um, we have one also that says, my sister's boyfriend works at Dormevu, and they got rid of their mattress and gave it to us. It's a mattress that's worth about $8,000. We're happy with it. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice gift. Yeah. I can't get off the hooker thing, though. <laughs> I've noticed. I've really noticed. And what an interesting choice of words I just selected. <laughs> I can't get off the hooker. Um, so I need to make a note for random, <laughs> out of context. <laughs> got it. Because, like, I don't know. Is that an option, like for change of um, jobs? They can afford $8,000 beds? I guess it would depend on your employer. I guess it's a write-off, too, when you think of if you're using Maybe it for work. Maybe if all you do are in-calls, <laughs> don't you probably want. Also, if you spend that much money on your bed, I guess when people say, I guess you can fall asleep tonight and your bed made of money, you literally are falling asleep on your bed made out of money. That's true. So we've been... This guy's been on hold, and he literally is like, you thought 8000 bucks was a lot for a mattress. This is Philip. Philip, you spent how much on your bed? 17000 What? 17000 bucks. How much time do you spend in this bed, Phil? A lot. Okay. So explain. But, uh, explain why you spend that much money. Because uh, I wanted an expensive bed because we pass a lot of time in the bed. Yeah. But my wife wanted a natural without any chemicals. So we drove all the way to Toronto because it's the nearest Naturepedic uh, store. Okay. And on the website, she was looking at like $5,000 beds. But once we got there, we tried the beds and we were on the bed like, oh, my God, I want this bed. It's a cloud. Wow. Then they're like, yes, this is the Elysium. Yeah, okay, I want a king size, Californian king because I'm six feet three. They're like, okay, that's seventeen thousand. Like, what the fuck? But so, I think everybody, everybody's asking the question: Is it? Do you get a better sleep on a more expensive bed? Hell yeah! But oh. this bed, it's coils, then a latex layer that you can change if you want medium, hard, or soft. Then it's two inches of alpaca fur, uh, cashmere, and other sort of wool, and it's. Uh, it's good for 25 years wow. and once the latex become too soft you can just switch them oh well i will so say the, this philip just good forever just describing wow. your bed you do sound very rested it's true <laughs> yeah well not right now because i just went uh 
um, back and forth from uh, Grand Bay to the airport. I'm just getting back home. Okay. Oh, wow. So you're going to sleep great. <laughs> yeah, I'm going right to my bed. Okay, man. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. My pleasure. And, and sweet dreams. <laughs> have a nice day. You, you too, do. buddy. Good on you. That's well, a question. Do you have breakfast in your very expensive bed? That's a good question. Because, like, the chance of spillage from pure comfort, falling asleep just sitting there, cereal goes that way, $17,000. Alpaca and cashmere. So to answer your question, ain't nobody eating in that bed. <laughs> no kidding. You know, you'd say, I wouldn't throw them out of bed for eating cookies. You're not allowed to eat the cookies. You've got to pass in a, Phillip's bed. the interview. Uh, by contrast, also, there's a text from uh, Rudy that says, My mattress is Ikea foam bed added a four-inch space foam, foam topper. Best sleep ever. My kids are always hanging out on it. Paid 600 combined. See? 600 to 17,000. That's a vast window. It's preference, though. You know what I mean? Totally. If, if, if you prefer to spend that much money. Yeah. <laughs> Your <laughs> so there, preference. So a lot of people are like, I wouldn't spend that much money on a cottage, Philip. <laughs> Let alone a mattress. <laughs> Joel wrote us to say, I own a box spring manufacturing company in Montreal. A box plus woodworking, but in French. And yeah, you absolutely have a choice in height when it comes to box springs. From one and a half feet to nine feet long. Nine feet. That's like twice as long as yeah. my height. <laughs> right. So here's another question for you, Sharon. How long have you guys had the current mattress that you have now? Um... I think when we went into COVID, it was 10 and we were due. At that point. Yeah. So it's probably 12, 13. Okay. We're due, we are due. 12, 13. Wow. And I, th 12. I think that's a, that's a pretty good amount of time. It's yeah. Like after a decade. Because then they're like, that goes into the guest room. Yeah. <laughs> Mama gets herself a new mattress. And that's how you limit your guests from staying too long. I do like that mattress <laughs> companies now have done that thing where they give you like a 30 day, 60 day, 90 day. Because you go to you go and you lie in the store and you get your shoes on and you're on your back always and you're like, oh yeah, this feels good. Yeah, this is good. This is good. And then you make like a major purchase and you don't even sleep like that normally. You sleep That's on true. your side or you know what I mean or in a, a very like you're you're spooning a pillow or a person. You can't have the salesperson there either because yeah. you're like you would not normally be here if I were sleeping. So what do you think? You like that? Is that nice? I'm gonna get right down by your ear. Yeah. <laughs> How does that feel? Do you like that? <laughs> Sharon's fascinated by the meme wording. Yeah. Well, Our nice mattress is only for hookers and people with back problems. Now, I found the origin of this. The reason <laughs> that hookers want a good, decent mattress is because what happens is if you don't have a good, decent mattress, you could end up not smelling good and having to move. You are a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? And I don't think anybody, anybody wants, anybody wants that. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> this is the Morning's Rock Podcast from Show 97.7. The man who sold the world. Nirvana covering David Bowie from MTV's Unplugged in New York. Man, if you're going to take on a David Bowie song, yeah. the pressure's on. And, of course, Nirvana would rise to the occasion. Though I would even think that uh, David Bowie would have been fine with any artistic approach to a cover of his song. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know? he did the same thing. He's done other artists' music before, and it's very different and unique. So, if there was ever a career that runs parallel to David Bowie's, it's got to be Jay Leno. <laughs> How's that? I needed a segue. So a few <laughs> days ago, we talked about Jay Leno catching on fire. Eesh. That was a freak accident. He was in his garage. He was underneath the car. A fuel line sprayed him with gas. There was a spark. You would have thought it was like, it felt like a Murder, She Wrote episode. 
this doesn't add up for me or my typewriter. I'm going to get on my bike and fix it. So while that was a, that was a freak accident, there are very common ways that you can set your house on fire. So we thought we'd go through them. Because you know what? Sharon and I are going out on a limb, but I'm saying we're thinking nobody wants to set their house on fire. Nobody wants to. Especially if you set it on fire in a way that's embarrassing and completely preventable. For instance, <laughs> common ways in which we start house fires. Walking away from food that's still cooking. Yeah. Only takes 30 to 45 seconds before a fire gets out of control. There was a time in Newfoundland, and I remember reporting on this story when I was living in Nova Scotia, where the government was giving um, rebates to citizens of Newfoundland for their deep fryers. They're like, we'll give you a hundred bucks if you take your deep fryer to Canadian Tire and you, and you buy a safe deep fryer. Because ah. there were so many people that were either coming home from a bar or not paying attention and using those, the baskets and the, you know, the basket and the grease. Yeah. My dad cooked French fries like that my whole life. Awesome French fries, terrible fire hazard. We had a fire in our house because of because one of those. Of one of those. Yep. And how about, did, was it bad? Completely contained. Good. We never had those kind of fries again. It's too bad. It's too bad they were delicious. I mean, that doesn't happen <laughs> with the air fryer, right? Totally. Two things with the air fryer. Really safe and you get to be smug to everyone that doesn't have one. <laughs> oh, you should really get an air fryer. Should I, do I need to get one? Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> Plugging too much stuff into an extension cord. This is so common as well. High-powered stuff into an extension cord or power strip that can't handle it can start a house fire. 7% of all house fire deaths between 2015 and 2019. Now, we bring this up because it's the time of the year too, right? Where you're yeah. like, where do I plug these lights in? <laughs> right? Yeah, put it in there. And leave the, leave the, we'll turn, leave, it's Christmas Eve, leave the lights on for Santa. If you're buying a cheap power bar, the, the risk is higher. You want to make sure that it has surge protection in that, that if you're going to actually use the outlets that are in that power bar, that th that your stuff is then protected. Because think of it, even if you had a power failure and then your power come back comes back on, or when your power comes back on, mm -hmm. it's, it's that surge, right? And that's, that's what could wreck stuff. And if it's, if it's going through a, a, you know, a poor quality power bar, then man, not just your stuff is at risk, but something really bad could happen. The third most common way you could set your house on fire, and it's probably right now in your pocket or sitting between the seats in your car. Hmm. But first, some live music. This first song is called A World on Fire. <laughs> Jane Sharon looking at the common ways that house fires start. It's on the heels of what happened to Jay Leno, that being a freak accident. You really couldn't have avoided that happening. But you can avoid common ways that fires can start, especially during the holidays. And a couple of them that we told you earlier were leaving food unattended, specifically the stuff that's on top of your stove, right? Chances are all you're going to do is dry out your turkey if you leave it in the oven too long. Yeah. Right? Yep. But if you've got like butter and stuff like that on the, on the stove top, that's how a fire could start. And you definitely do not want that to happen. No. Plugging too much stuff into your extension cords. That's a bad one, too. Bad. Leaving your tree on all night. Not good. You know what I mean? Santa needs to be illuminated. He'll be fine. He knows the way. He knows the way. Just a little thing on the nose and he's good to go. <laughs> the third one is interesting, too, because I've definitely... I had this happen, actually. Really? If you overheat lithium-ion batteries, things like electric bikes, scooters, uh, even phones, stuff that you plug in can overheat and catch fire. I bought... And you should never do this. I think so many of us do do it. I know they're expensive. It really feels like they're making too much money off of us when they make us buy the cords for our phones. Mm -hmm. Talking to you rhymes with Smapple. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, you buy the discount one at the gas station. Right. Right? I did this for my Android phone. And I plugged my phone in, and then I had the phone on the bed beside me. Sorry, on the carpet beside me. And when I woke up, there was a big black spot on the carpet from where my phone had overheated to the point where it almost... And it would have literally engulfed the room in flame. Wow. Yeah. And there's undoubtedly something in the fine print that says don't charge uh, your device with anything other than the plug that's provided. Oh, yeah. It's not undoubtedly. It's definitely there. They 100% recommend that. And it's not just for profit. I honestly think that they specifically tailor everything to be, I don't want to get too deep into the, the rabbit hole of electronics, but the polarity of the cords with which that they use for their own devices. Mm-hmm will not work to the point with one that's a knockoff, that it can be hazardous. Yep. Also, ones that are made that are from dollar stores or from gas stations, mm-hmm. they're cheap for a reason because mm-hmm. the material that's used to make them makes them cheap. They're allows, mass, they're mass produced. allows for overheating. Yeah, Clearly. so it's very, very scary. So let's let's review, shall we? Make sure you keep everything on your, on your, in your kitchen attended. Yes. I know that those kids are distracting and they're doing what? Don't make me come in there. (laughs) If I have to come in there. Pay attention. Don't plug too much stuff into your extension cord. Uh, Another pro tip, if you plug it into your extension cord and it goes, or you see sparks, that is not a suggestion that you should be more careful. That is definitely a hazard. That's what happened to me. I was taking care of the Christmas tree one particular year, many years ago. My mom had gone to bed, and I'm like, I'll do it. I'll finish the thing. Right. I was in the corner of the room, and I plugged the lights in, and there was that, and then kaploop. That's the fancy sound of a flame coming from that. Yes. And it was an old tree, and suddenly there was flame. And I'm in the corner of the room. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jeez. And it quickly went out. I was able to extinguish it before anything really bad happened. Um, a heart attack included. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, old tree, old lights. There's you, you can. It's okay to to renew some things after a certain amount of time. Definitely the time of the year where we should keep those tips in mind. We want you to. We want you to be around in the new year. We love you. We don't want to lose any of you. From the West Island to the East End, Montrealers wake up with Jay Sharon and Chantal. This is the Morning's Rock Podcast. Show 97.7. Clues to win Krista Berg tickets today for Remember That Year at 11.97.7. Started with a song. Continued with a movie. The distinguished television news commentator, Mr. Howard Beale. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Network by Patty Chayefsky. And from the news. Shortly before dawn, Jimmy Carter reached the end of his improbable two-year, half-million-mile political quest and won the presidency. We have chosen someone from 1197.7 who got the year correct. Yep. To award Christopher tickets to. Give him a little phone call. See what happens here. I mean, I hope they're there. They just texted us after all. Hello. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. No way. No way. Anniversary. Oh my God. Happy anniversary. Happy, happy, happy anniversary. Regine. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. What was the year? You know what? Well, 1976. That is correct. Thank God. <laughs> we picked your text. You also said that your husband is a massive Krista Berg fan, and it's your 43rd anniversary, April yeah. 18th. Okay, so so here's the thing. Well, this morning he said to me, you know, uh, you know, uh, Krista Berg is coming back to town. I said, yeah, I heard. 
but I didn't say I, I didn't say anything. I'm like I didn't say I'll, I'll try to win the tickets. I said I know I love you, dear, but five hundred bucks a ticket, I just can't do it. Wow. <laughs> so he says, I know, I know, it's crazy. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, Regine, what's your husband's name? It's Elias. Well, Ellie's going to hear you uh, on show oh right my now. God. You know, the crazy thing is that I was just on the phone with him, and I and it was I put him uh, like I was I, I I heard the beep on my phone, and then I see Shomay go. Gotta go! <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you guys have a pair of tickets to check out the show on April seventeenth, ahead of your anniversary the next that day. That is fantastic. Thank you so much. I am. So excited. This is fantastic. Thank you guys. Love you. I've been listening to Shom since it was CKGM. So wow. <laughs> thank you for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so thrilled. Thank you so much. You really made my, my day, my weekend. Oh man. I'm gonna I am closing my door in my office. Shom <laughs> rocks. <laughs> Just hold on one sec. We'll get some info from you. That is so awesome. <laughs> oh, right. I love the energy on a Friday. That's no super kidding. Fun. It just literally, we start with the sound check at 5.30. I look up and it's now. Yeah, exactly. We will leave you with Mornings Random. But first, we will leave you with this. <gasps> Bye. Here's some stuff you may have missed. The best and worst of the week that was completely out of context. It's Mornings Random with Jay, Sharon, and Chantel. Stick this thing on. I'm on for Jesus' sake. <laughs> Good morning. Crampus snacked. You know, if you drive your car, whacked out a NyQuil, it totally feels like you're in a spaceship. <laughs> These nuts. Oh, I'm tired. I swallowed five swords at once. Why? <laughs> so who are you? Just a good old boy. <laughs> What's your intention? Never meaning no harm. Good to know, Waylon. I am a medical lab tech at St. Mary's Hospital. I was born there. Lots of babies born there, that's for sure. <laughs> Are you saying Sharon isn't special? <laughs> Lots of babies get born every day, Highland. Yeah. <laughs> Into the annals of history, or the annals, whatever one it is. These nuts. You can keep your mornings rocking. Follow Shom, Jay, Sharon, and Chantel on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep the conversation rolling all day long.